Welcome to the Spike Feed, your leading Magic the Gathering podcast. What is up? My name is Curtis, and I'm just your typical Spike. On the line with me, my good buddy and producer extraordinaire, Cameron McCoy. Cameron, how are you doing today, man? I'm dragging a little bit today. It's been a long weekend, filled with family, which makes it even longer. Okay. Yeah, hey. Yeah. Buddy, been there, done that, and bought the t-shirt, okay? <laughs> uh, but, you know, you, you, you're coming out the other side after the weekend. You're ready to unwind through work or whatever mm-hmm. it is that you do. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're gonna, maybe you're gonna chip away another thirty minutes off Stranger Things. Who knows, right? <laughs> Be one quarter of the way through it finally. Oh, <laughs> uh, sometime not on this show. You and I just need to have a long talk about what is happening with the editing or lack thereof of that show. Because <laughs> yeah. goodness, goodness, I thought that show was really gonna allude to something. Uh, more than what it was, but no, it was just alluding to a very simple thing for <laughs> 10 minutes. Uh-huh. <laughs> and these same people complain about the Return of the King having multiple endings. Yeah. Stranger Things, man. Woo! Yeah. Much the worse book right there. Uh, anyway, so Cameron, I've actually been playing a lot of Magic. Looks like you have been too. Mm-hmm. I want to hear about it. Go. Yeah. Uh, so wife was hanging out with the family on Friday night after I had finished up work, and I just went straight to the comic shop and um, suited up my Pioneer deck and had a great FNM. So playing blue-white control, still in Pioneer, um, and had a successful night, three and one. And yeah, dude, like I... Uh, this we're, we're reaching an apex historic really really good uh i'm sorry is it historic explore explore, explore. excuse me wow brand confusion there explore really really good pioneer really really good and they're just getting that that time frame of them kind of slowly meeting in the middle is happening i i can feel it happening um and so anyway Running the blue white uh, control list, no Yorian, no companion whatsoever. Mine is kind of pretty stock. It's um, two wandering emperor, two Teferi, two Narset, and then just your who's who of like really good spells and shark typhoons. So um, <laughs> you know it, it, it's really good, and I feel like I have game against everything except planeswalker decks, which still is like the one thing that I feel like I struggle with. Um, I have fateful absence, which is fine, but when you're playing against other control matchups, I I really hate giving them just one extra card. Um, I think it's worse in some ways than like giving them a land with path to exile. You know, like it it really hurts. Um, especially in those late later game draws where that could be the card that um, turns it around for them. So anyway, I went 3-1. Um, like I said, this is just like a great matchup against like creature matchups. This is a great matchup against graveyard strategies. This is a great matchup against like mid-range. I struggle a little bit against like the mirror matches. And I think it's because my sideboard is just... I don't even know. Like, I feel like the sideboard is like really... Um, one of the most important things, but also like in Pioneer, I just don't even know what I'm doing other than adding a fourth Dovin's Veto or an Aether Gust. You know, like there's like these specific cards that work, but there's not like the one card where I'm like, I 
absolutely need this all the time. It, I just feel like that 15 is just not even flexible. It's just nebulous right now. So I'm really struggling with like trying to find the right 15. So tell, talk to me about Shark Typhoon. Is that in your list? Yeah, I'm running two Shark Typhoons in the main. Um, and sometimes you just hard cast a t- Shark Typhoon because why not? <laughs> yeah, um, I found that that is the best card in the mirror. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe two of those in this side? Question mark. Yeah, I mean, you're right. Yeah. Like, and Dovin's veto is, I think, kind of aggressively medium. It's fine, um, but you need something like, uh, oh, what's the six mana, the end game card that can't be countered? You draw two, and then you create a token with that's uh, got the power and toughness of the uh, commence the end game. I think yeah. is what it's called, or so something that cannot be countered. Yeah. Uh, you know, or whole breacher horror is that in your sideboard? I I don't own that card, and I was looking for it at the shop, couldn't find it. You know, so like, and maybe that is like the one that I need. Something that's uncounterable, that is just a big beefy body. Um, because like right now I have like a dream trawler, and then like, um, yeah, what else am I even running in the side? I can't even remember. Oh, another Narset. <laughs> you know, like I mean, so I have some things, but like. A brazen borrower, so like there's some things, but it's just I I just feel like it's just this like this the deck is fire, it's great, like the mana base is amazing, all this stuff with the main is awesome, and I go to that sideboard and I'm just like, what's the point? <laughs> like I might as well just keep on playing with the the main sixty. Well, I mean, I I would say in an unknown meta game, especially sideboarding control is really tough. Yeah, um, and something like whole breacher horror is like times there there are times that that thing is exceptional uh i mean it would shine certainly a lot more in a grixis or jessica build uh but like you're not running yorian so then it's like okay you don't have omen of the sea you don't have like then you kind of get into all this stuff of like how often am i actually going to trigger this thing is this where its best location is um i don't know but you're still super happy with pioneer though right that's the thing i mean like i'm successful so i have a good time in that sense but also like even the game that I lost, like I felt like there was like a real key mistake. It was against a, a mirror match essentially, um, but it was like a key mistake that I had made, and it was on me, you know. So it really felt um, like my decisions mattered, and it was it was just player error. Which I'm like, you know what? I made that mistake. I'm upset with myself, but it wasn't the game's fault. It wasn't the format's fault. It wasn't the deck's fault. You know, like all those things that frustrate me about something like modern um just don't really happen so really digging this format still uh so and how's the attendance at your shop is it done pretty okay Eh, medium it's i I would say it's still not like 2019 levels but um it's enough to get you know a a tournament going on there's like 22 i think at the shop so i mean you know enough okay okay well Dude, that's cool. I, uh, I've i kind of resigned myself to not playing paper just because of how my schedule's been. Mm-hmm. Um, this summer, usually summer is like my time to play paper. And I've tried to like, you know, get a playtest session going or something like that. But it just has not worked out with my family's schedule, which has been very intense. And um, having these two kids that are involved in activities and neither of them drive... Um, it's just really becoming a thing. You know, I, I'm kind of an Uber driver. I was going to say, you um, should start charging Uber prices for your kids. 
you know, you're you're right. They seem to have a lot more loose cash than I do, so that's not a terrible <laughs> idea. Um, so been focusing a lot on standard and dude. This is this is a weird thing to say, but it's true. I've been like very nostalgic for Magic of like ten years ago. Like it's kind of hit me really hard. I was looking for a new wallpaper for my desktop, and I went to the wallpapers of the week, and I sorted by oldest first, and it starts in like you know two thousand six, and I got to see the Magic cards from like ten or fifteen years ago that I got very very like, you know, kind of when I really fell in love with competitive Magic and all like the quality of these designs and stuff it's like it's just a it's a bummer that we've had to go through this turbulent period it was kind of like you were in the golden age and didn't realize you were in the golden age yeah yeah there was a scene right yeah yeah and so i that that was kind of a a moment of like geez and this standard does feel like one of those standards in that you can play several different decks the format has actually evolved multiple times over the course of this season. And, I mean, now you can make a strong argument that Boros Aggro is the best deck. Yeah. And uh, uh, just speaking to that, like, it's just incredible to me that, like, we have not had a summer set and it's been this dynamic. Just speaking to what you're saying, it's, like, bonkers to me that we went from enchantments to Esper to, yeah, Boros. Yeah, and by the way, if you are still playing the 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 runes deck, it's still reasonable. It's not the best deck by my estimation, but it's not like, you know, an insane thing to do. Same with black white control, which is still a thing and still reasonable. But this Boros deck is very very good. Um Esper mid-range is still my preferred deck. Uh it's kind of a complicated Esper control as the I th- feel like it's like I have a chance in every matchup. The Jeskai control deck, that that deck is like, when it's good, it's easily the best. And when it's bad, i.e. against Boros Aggro, it's pretty bad. <laughs> it's also, the Jeskai control deck, in my experience, can really fall hard uh, against targeted discard, like a lot of it. Um, and so, you know, if, if you have an opponent that sides in multiple check for traps and duresses, then that deck kind of becomes quite bad because one of the main things that you need to do is to be able to hold on to a magnum opus whenever it's time Mm -hmm. and sometimes that just does not happen uh however two new decks have popped up um grixis control and rug control okay now just being honest with you um i had some wild cards sitting around i went through the cube and I had a very profitable time with Cube, and so I had some wild cards to kind of burn. And I am not playing at all, at least as of right now, the new set. Which I don't know if you've seen what the new set is, Cameron, but it's a draftable set that the cards are only legal in alchemy. I did see <laughs> this because they kept on like, kind of like populating my windscreens. Or, yeah, like open free packs or whatever yeah 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 yeah. and it's a i mean it does address one problem in alchemy in that you couldn't draft the cards you were just expected to spend wild cards on them and they're like okay well now we'll create a draftable format and it is a dungeons and dragons themed set which is cool um but yeah i don't care i just Mm -hmm. like again you want me to grind drafts for cards that i will never use again it's kind of um a difficult proposition so i'm like trying to play 
very much all the standard decks and use this downtime to try and grind up to get as many of the standard cards that I need. And really playing these new three-color decks uh, forces me to cash in wild cards for lands, which is really an important thing, right? Like mm-hmm. in, in arena world, that's really a currency. The Grixis control deck is terrible. Cameron, I played this thing for an evening. I don't think I won a match. And maybe <sighs> maybe I'm just bad, and I will fully admit that. Everything about this deck just seemed like I was either I, I was calling it a hole breacher horror, hole breaker horror. That, that I was either trying to resolve a hole breaker horror and didn't get there in time, or relying way, way, way too much on Fable of the Mirror Breaker. Mm-hmm. Here's the problem. Multiple times, I would have a Fable Mirror Breaker like go all the way through, have that thing go through its summoning sickness, be ready to go, the reflection of Kiki-Jiki, have no creatures in play, because there's six freaking creatures in the whole deck. Hmm. The mana is fine, but there's just no way to jump ahead on mana outside of the um, the uh, Fable of the Mirror Breaker treasure tokens. Um and everything is like you have to have the exact right answer for when, for whatever your opponent presents. I was gonna say like what you, is there like a meat hook massacre? Like what are you using for like a wrath? No, there's one. There's one wrath effect. Okay. There's one wrath effect in the main deck. So guess how often you win game one against Mono Red? Yep. Right. No. Like, <laughs> it, dude. And like, I, again, I am just stunned that people have found success with this. There are meat hook massacres in the side, but. I've just found it to not jive on the on the list of most overrated cards ever. Reckoner, Reckoner Bankbuster. I think that card is way too dirtily for this format. Like, way, way too dirtily, right? And multiple decks are playing Prismari Command. I have no interest in, like, paying for this two-mana artifact that I got to pay two into it to draw a card. Like... Like, I get it. That's what the uh, the tome was in the last standard set. Maze Mind Tome, right? Mm-hmm. But that also had a tap to scry function in case they blew it up. You could at least get something for your two mana, right? Yeah. But Reckoner Bankbuster has just universally been terrible for me. Like, this deck has not been good. The flip side to that is the Rug Control deck, I think, has been quite a bit better. It is also notably weak to the Boros Aggro deck. But... It's pretty good against a lot of these other things purely on, like, you can actually um, motor out different things. So, first of all, you have Prismari Command, so that can act as a ramp spell. You have Expressive Iteration. You have uh, Fable of the Mirror Breaker. But the whole thing revolves around you getting to a point where you can cast one of your Titans of Industry, mm. which is a game over against multiple decks. Um and then if you get to a point where you can copy it with your reflection of Kiki Jiki, again, like almost everybody scoops. So it's like it's like a control ramp deck, but it has this weird kind of occasional combo in game and that you're able to copy multiples of the Titan of Industry mm-hmm. to like continually generate four fours or whatever. So I found this deck to be a lot better, a lot more fun, a lot mm-hmm. more interesting. Just more, more, more. The Grixis, like, and again, don't confuse this. Grixis Vampires is a very good deck and totally fine. You should play that if you're interested in playing Grixis. The Grixis control deck, I thought, was brutally terrible. Mm. Brutally terrible. 
Um, there is also a Bant Ramp deck that I am like super into checking out, and I haven't quite gotten there, but it also revolves around Titanium Industry. So, hey. Yeah. But like, think of all these decks that I'm talking about. All these three color concoctions yeah. that you can like tune and mix up and like, oh, you know what? I want to play two of this or three of this or whatever. And like, there are some times where it is totally correct to play two Wandering Empire Emperor. Mm. There's other times where it's yeah. definitely you should be playing four. Like, it's not just like, yes, there are cards like Fable of the Mirror Breaker, which I think if you are serious about this format, you should be playing that card. Um, but there are many cards where it actually scales how many you should play, which hasn't been the case in Standard for a while. So, again, this has actually kept me off Explorer, which has surprised me. Um, but I've just loved working on this Standard. Really, really liked it. Um, what have you been playing in this Standard? Much of anything, Cameron? No, you know, I have, um, gosh, a, a Jund mid-range list that I've, I've dabbled in a few weeks ago. And that's about it. So, like, I feel really guilty because you're right. Like, this is a really incredibly cool standard that's been super dynamic, shifting every, you know, month, it seems like, uh, despite there not being new cards added to the format. It's awesome. Um, man, like, my mind space, headspace has just been completely in Explorer slash Pioneer lately. Well... Let's jump in there, Cameron, because we have, like, a singular good item of news, or really item of news in general, because um, I don't, we're not going to talk about the Baldur's Gate alchemy set, <laughs> so sorry. Uh, I know people are shocked, shocked and appalled that we would not cover such a thing, um, which, by the way, have you ever seen a set hit arena with, like, little or less fanfare or interest from yeah, people at yeah. large? I feel like most people think it's, like, a spam like I don't want to open these <laughs> cards. Just move on. Let me let me play yeah. something else. Uh, so we we got the kind of the newest uh, state of the game from Arena, and a lot of it had to do with the new Baldur's Gate stuff. But there were some interesting things. We've got an Explore exclusive anthology coming later this summer, which is pretty sweet. Um, what was their ominous thing? It was like some wacky things too. Uh, it's not just going to be, um, the, the thick, the specific cards that they're needing for certain archetypes. However, if you actually look at the pioneer, like MTG goldfish metagame, there are not that many cards that you would have to put in this thing to make it real close. Mm -hmm. Um, so Cameron, give me, give me some, uh, give me some ideas what you would put in this. Yeah. Well, I mean, I will say like. I, I, when they say wacky, I do get like semi concerned, <laughs> and I just yeah. hope that the the lessons learned from Pioneer, or not Pioneer, but man, I can't historic. keep these all historic. No, it's okay. I hope that they have actually learned their lesson, and that we're not going to get just something wacky that will be in Pioneer Masters that comes out this fall or something like that. So yeah, dude. Um, yeah. Uh, regardless, though, whatever happens, um. This is exciting, and if this means that we get something like uh, Supreme Verdict, um, cool. And like all of a sudden, like we're that much closer to getting Pioneer on Arena. Sign me up. Yeah, there's there's some uh, really obvious ones. Uh, Thing in the Ice, for example. Ugh, yeah, yeah, uh, is is really critical to the Phoenix archetype. 
Eidolon of the Great Revel. Again, a card that I very much can't stand. But it very it's very important to Mono Red as, w- as well as I think Monastery Swift Spear yeah. is also not yeah. been on Arena. Uh, and then, like, there's just ones that you don't think about, like Nykthos. Nykthos is, like, super important to all those monocolor strategies in the format. And it's just not in the, it's just not on Arena. Mm-hmm. Like, and again, we're talking about, you and I just listed, like, five cards that could easily be in this pack. When they're, like, wacky ones, I'm like, does anyone want a wacky card? Yeah, yeah. I think we just want the format. And I'm hopeful that they've seen the writing on the wall and they've seen, like, dude, again, anecdotally, no matter how much they try and shove alchemy at me, (laughs) uh, it seems like it's not really that prevalent on social media. People aren't really talking about it. Uh, Have you ever noticed that when you go to the play thing, it actually, like, it tries to put you in alchemy? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're ramming it down your throat. They really are. Yeah. And uh, it's like... I think if this were doing well, I would not see those kinds of things, right? No. Yeah. So anyway, I, I'm just I'm hope I'm hoping they learn those lessons and get some good cards in here. Weirdly, historic anthology six is on the way. Now here's the thing. Historic, I mean, really feels like it's been taken out back and uh put down. <laughs> yeah, um, seriously. <laughs> at this stage. Uh but all they would have to do is put in one Explorer card in this, and I'm going to buy it, which is pretty concerning. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, like let's say Nykthos isn't in the Explorer anthology, but it is in the Historic anthology. Uh, that's that's a way that they could get me, Cameron, which is kind mm-hmm. of uh, maybe not what I'm all about. But here's what, here's what I want to posit to you. Is there anything that could make this rejuvenate Historic? Like, what if Volcanic Island, like the original duels, are in oh, this? Oh, man. Oh, man. I mean, that's maybe that's it. I mean, because they did put things like Brainstorm and all those other, like, you know, power cards in in um, there however long ago that was. Putting dual lands, I mean, maybe just because it's not going to be Pioneer, put the fetch lands in. Just do that. Maybe then it would. The only issue is that stupid Planeswalker with 20 activations is still in the format, you know? So I have no interest. Like, I mean, even though they would put something like that and maybe just, um, I don't know, wet my whistle just a little bit, I, I, I have no interest. I just do not want to play that format that they are trying to, that they, they tried to create and I think was a failure. Yeah, and I mean... The definition of poisoning the, poisoning the well, right? Mm, like, Historic mm-hmm. was the default. You and I both played it a ton. Yeah. We went all to this extra effort to get, you know, whatever cards, Brainstorms, Lightning Helix, whatever they put in the format, we were all about it. And then they just, I mean, <laughs> I, it's, 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 it's an incredible unforced error. And I've seen some unforced errors, boys. I'm a Royals fan, okay? <laughs> and I just, whew, it's tough to watch. It's tough to see. I, I don't know. Like, I think I think we're going to get something like that. Like, they're going to put Force of Will or something in it. I don't think they'll do the duels, but they'll do something that's like, hey, guys, if you're a old player, old school player, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, 
this will appeal to you to try and like juice it a little bit and differentiate it from Pioneer, but I'm sorry, Explore. Oh, dude, yeah. That's what they should do. Just put old school. Like just release old school on Arena and make that what was historic that. And I I would totally play that then. Yeah, I I I just would love to know the internal logic behind why they did what they did and why they thought it would do so well and how disconnected it seems from the reality of what actually happened, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, whatever. Uh, all right, Cameron, let's get out of this segment, come back and talk about what else we've been up to. All right, Cameron, last week I begged you Mm. pleaded with you to download Neon White. Not because it's a narrative masterpiece, but because the gameplay is um, sh- a chef's kiss, right? Yes, yeah. And I want, I want to hear your thoughts, feelings. Go, go all out, man. How, how's your time with the game been? Yeah, purely off of your recommendation. I mean, like, I literally was downloading it as you were talking about it. <laughs> last week so like i was excited to to check this out because it did seem like it checked a lot of boxes uh that i'm into and uh first and foremost this is a video game and uh like i mean we're putting that all in caps with like exclamation points over it it is a video game and um because of that i absolutely love it so everything that you were talking about last week um the soundtrack the the art style just the level design and just like how there's like this hub world and then you go out and play the missions and that hub world just feels like it's straight out of 1999 where i can't hit my x button fast enough to skip through everything so i can just start playing the game again um all of that like i mean like the story's there and it's like it it is whatever it's a little absurd it's very um it feels like there's sometimes like that cultural like not fully understanding certain things about maybe Western culture that are being in there. And it's whatever it adds to kind of like that zaniness that I do kind of like of the, the late nineties, um, Japanese type video games, um, Japanese made video games. So all of that in a package that makes the gameplay just all the better. So, um, super tight controls. It looks incredible on my PC runs like butter um, the mantling with the shooting and just trying to get through the levels and just kind of learning those levels and learning like how they're kind of designed and giving you the opportunity to replay them multiple times, either to just get through it as fast as possible or to just kind of explore to find like these like like hidden presence that they have within that within the level. All that just makes it like super replayable to me. Um, it, it feels kind of like, I want to be playing this with like my buddies in high school, like Tony Hawk pro, pro skater where like we just yeah. hand the controller over and like, let's see if you can beat my time. That's what, that's what is so beautiful about this game. Yeah. And, uh, I like it better than Elden Ring. <laughs> that's fair. Yeah. Don't tell anybody Cameron. <laughs> um, no dude, I've, I've really loved it. I do want to talk about, uh, another video game really quickly. Uh, and then I want I want to talk to you about uh, like life, my, like something I'm doing in my life. Okay, so I did 
message you because I picked up Spelunky 1, mm. which I was profoundly disappointed in Spelunky 2. And I didn't I couldn't tell if it was just the distance in it or I just hold Spelunky 1 too dear. But both of them are on Switch and on sale. And I am really quite bad at Spelunky. I've never finished it. Never even gotten close. Uh I almost always die in the ice level. <laughs> There's something about that area that just doesn't make a lot of sense to me, right? <laughs> um, but, man, that game, along with Neon White, has made me realize that I've missed these kind of, like, you were talking about these, like, pure, this is a video game, not an experience. <laughs> you don't need to wander around mm-hmm. uh, and, like, you know, engage with a bunch of text. I mean, I guess you do in Neon White, but, like, Let's be honest here. You're you're skipping through it, so mm-hmm. you can get to the next thing. Uh, and so I've really missed that about Spelunky, and I do now that I've kind of connected the dots. I do think Spelunky One's a better designed, more interesting game than Spelunky Two. Um, the difficulty, though, kind of smacked me upside my head a little bit. You know, <laughs> I had forgotten. It's amazing how much I played that game and had forgotten about, like, the fact that you die instantaneously when you touch spikes <laughs> and I had forgotten that. And there's some things that like, if I were to just sit and play any rogue, like ever, I would play slay the spire. I'm a magic player. So slay the spire just makes a lot of sense to me. And I've finished slay the spire many times. I really like it. Um, where dead cells, I think also has surpassed some of the stuff that Spelunky did as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and just in terms of gameplay and stuff like that, but it's still just super foundational and a really great game. All right, Cameron, I'm about to blow your mind. So you'll never guess what I've started doing this past two weeks. Started doing? Oh, man. In an effort for self-improvement. Okay. I I mean, we're going to say yoga. I don't know. No, I've started swimming. Swimming? Yeah. Now, here's what – confession time. I I can quote swim, right? Like, if you put me in a pool – I can move my arms and my feet in such a way that I will get to the opposite end of the pool, right? Yeah, yeah. Call it a doggy paddle mixed with freestyle, mixed with whatever. I don't know. But I've never really been able to truly swim, like lap swim, right? Mm -hmm. So I've taken it upon myself to teach myself to backstroke swim in laps. And this is something that I have back problems. Uh, My various... Massage therapists, chiropractors, doctors have been like, hey, you swim? Like, that is a number one thing they go to because it really, you know, helps your back a lot. And, like, working out, something like running, whenever I run, there's always a risk of me really hurting my back and being unable to run for, like, two weeks. That doesn't really happen with swim, at least in the same way. Mm -hmm. So... The downside is it is a pride salt swallowing siege uh, <laughs> to try and like teach yourself to swim because what you find out is that like swim is like chess and that people either learn to do it in third grade or they don't do it. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Right. And so when you're this grown man in there trying to like it was like my third day, I finally finished a complete lap. I mean, I got out of that thing just smiling. I was so happy with myself. <laughs> and everyone is wondering what the heck is going on so anyway i've been doing this every day i I took two days off for the weekend but i've been doing every morning i've been going for a swim 
Um, and uh, now you can swim, right? Because you've done triathlons. Am I imagining? Yeah, this? yeah. I mean, like, like you, like I, I can do like just like a basic crawl, okay, and 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 do it. Like it is like the worst thing that I am. That is like a part of a triathlon. Uh, and How far like, do you have to swim in a triathlon? I don't even know. It varies. Like you can do like sprint ones that are like 500 meters. Sometimes it's a kilometer or uh, anything. You know, a hundred. Yeah, they, they really do vary. So like the sprint ones that I've done, like they'll be at the YMCA and it's like 15 people and you, you do laps and then you do, do a 5K instead of, you know, a 10K and you you bike like 10 miles instead of 50 miles or something like that. Got so, it. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Well, anyway, it's a it's it's been a learning process, and I'm incredibly sore, Cameron, That's all the time. Awesome, dude! I'm like super happy for you, and like this, I I, I love like uh, yeah, trying to develop a skill that you maybe never quite had, or you just had minimal experience with, you know, into your late 30s or your 40s. It um I don't know, it is kind of like this great achievement. It's like playing a video game and finally getting like the platinum in, in a Sony game that you've had on your shelf for 40 years. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's no difference. Uh, I mean, we'll, we'll see uh, if I can actually – so like backstroke's what I've gone to. Um, and so like eventually I'll, I'll probably also learn to do like regular freestyle. Mm-hmm. But like I'm finding that that's actually harder for me and that I might need to actually pay someone to train me to do it. Sure. So that one's on the back burner right now. But uh, anyway, you know, this is my this is my attempt at getting in shape this time. So we'll see how it goes, man. I love it. So anyway, plan on me messaging you whenever I complete like I don't know how many yards. I'm gonna like message you, Cameron. I did it, and it's just gonna be a picture <laughs> of me in the pool. Okay. I love so, it. So, all right, man. If someone would like to get a hold of you and get some advice on their backstroke, where could they find you? It's on Twitter at Cameron underscore McCoy. And I am at Curtis now. Our official show feed is at SpikeFeedMTG. We'll check you guys next week.